And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello and welcome to the We Are Me podcast. It's Mickey Brennan here and Davey Risman is always the other side of the screen with me. And uh, Davey, I suppose, where do we start? Um, will we start with the Camogues? Will we start with the um, ladies footballers? Will we start with a preview of the Mead footballers against Wicklow next week? Will we start with Cavan's victory over Monaghan? Because you love to slag me about that usually, so you do, um, about my connections with Cavan. But, uh, I, like, where do we start? Where do we start? I, I think there's only one place to start, and that's at Old Trafford, where Arsenal recorded their first win over Manchester United since 2006 this evening, Mickey. I'm absolutely elated. And that's why we're a little bit later starting than normal, but it was well worth it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Sorry, I zoned out there for a minute. What were you saying? Um, well, that's what I normally oh. do when you start talking about Cavan. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or when I usually start talking about Man United and Arsenal. But uh, yeah, no, look, we'll give you that victory. You stole it, really. You were under a lot of pressure. But, ah, no, uh, we, we were by far the better team. Hopefully. No, no, no you, no, you definitely weren't. But look, this is a GEA podcast, so we won't have any more of that uh, crap talk again on the, on the podcast about Arsenal, um, unless it's Arsenal GFC we want to talk about. Um, <laughs> instead of Arsenal FC but uh, look on this week's show we have plenty to get through we have uh, the Mead ladies were out against Down the Mead Camogues were out against Kerry um, we had uh, we'll be looking forward to the Mead seniors taking on Wicklow next weekend in Ockram after their victory over Wexford the Mead hurlers are out next weekend as well and they're playing against Carlo we will be going to our Instagram interactive as well and we will have some news on the managerial merry-go-round that is taking place all across the county at the moment as clubs are getting rid of managers and looking to uh, put in new managers. It's uh, always a great time of the year for all that jazz. But Davy, I suppose we'll start with the Mead ladies. Um, they recorded a two-point victory over down today. Ten points to no score at one stage, but obviously conditions, uh, which we saw over the weekend with all Gaelic football matches, you know, it was always going to be a game of two halves. It was not even a game of two halves. Like, me dominated three quarters of the game, including the third one. And it was only really in the last 10 minutes that Down actually got a bit of a purple patch. And in that, I think they scored 1-4, 1-5 without response, which actually brought it back to a one-point game before Meade uh, tagged on the insurance score through Bridgetta Lynch um, for that two-point win. But, like, overall, it would have been an absolute travesty had they lost it, Mickey, because they completely dominated, played all the football, um, but just allowed Down get back into the game in that last quarter and made a really nervy, nervy finish. But I suppose, as you say, in the first half in particular, Mead had the breeze. They led by eight points to no score at half time, and Down went extremely defensive in that time. Didn't even threaten really scoring, 
Um, but Mead, Mead missed probably eight or nine opportunities as well. And you would have said that at half time down would have actually been pleased enough with the eight points to, to no score deficit. But Mead just came out and just kept at it. And I thought all over the pitch they were, they were by far and away the better team, albeit with that little blip in the last 10 minutes. But thankfully it didn't cost them. No, absolutely. And we will be um, reviewing the ladies' game on our Patreon service. And Davy Rispin caught up with Nikki Wall after that game, um, the forward for me. And we will have that interview on our Patreon service. Um, Davy, also the Meek Camogues, uh, you recently did a great interview there with the captain, Christina Troy. Um, and in the lead up to this game, Mead had to, to travel the whole way down to Hermitage Park in Lixnaw in Kerry. Uh, for this game and the game went with the victory 112 to 15 um and you know makes that drive back up the road an awful lot easier it does surely yeah um a killer drive and i suppose there was a little bit of added incentive there the fact that obviously Kerry wouldn't agree to a neutral venue in some place like Limerick or that and Mead obviously had to go down there. I think they stayed on the Friday night and they were back up then on the Saturday evening after the game. But um, they were probably going into the unknown a little bit, Mickey, in that one, because I think there's only something like one club, uh, one camogie club in Kerry. So in one sense, you're saying, right, they're probably lacking a little bit of strength and depth. But in the other, you're saying, well, they've actually been together for the whole club championship <laughs> and then the inter-county one. So it's probably ideal preparation in that sense. So um, it was probably me, they were on a little bit of a hiding to nothing. They did a professional job. Um, Kerry did give them a fright I think at the start of the second half but they got back in control and again conditions were really really poor um, and, and they just did enough I think with that five point win Amy Gaffney with the goal on the on the day Yeah absolutely and you caught up with Amy Gaffney as well after that game and again we will be combining all the ladies games from the weekend the ladies football and the camogie into a Patreon uh, podcast over on Patreon forward slash we are me you'll get those interviews from both of those victories for the Mead ladies in the Camogie and in the football on our, our Patreon service. Again, we want to thank everybody who has signed up for the Patreon service. Um, and um, if there's anybody you think out there that might want to hear um, some of the interviews, and, and again, something to remind the, the listeners is that you do get all of the previous um, 150 or so um, uh, podcasts that we've done. We've got interviews there with legends of the game throughout Mead. Um, from Bernard Flynn to Colin O'Rourke to um, uh, Alan Nestor to right through to another man who I want to mention, and that is Graham Garrity. And again, um, Graham Garrity had um, a little, a little bit of a, a, a health scare during the week and had to have emergency um, surgery. And we are delighted to say that he is on the mend. And we want to send our best wishes, speedy recovery to Gigi the main man, uh, one of the greatest footballers that Mead has ever produced, Eddie. Yeah, uh, look at shocking news, Mickey. Um, I was talking to a guy, I was talking to John McNamee uh, over the weekend and John was talking to him on Tuesday evening, says I'm in great form and that and obviously um, went down with a bout of illness on Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning. I got the text Wednesday morning. I, I just, you know, I couldn't believe it and I was chatting to you then shortly afterwards and like it, ju- it just shows how... You just don't know what's around the corner, Mickey, especially Graham is, is a relatively young and, and fit man with a young family and everything like that. And it just puts everything into perspective. But look, thankfully, the, the operation has gone successfully and he has a long road ahead of him now. But I think the the overwhelming, I suppose, messages of support and, um, you know, just 
goodwill from everybody, not just in Mead, but around the country, just tells you all you need to know about what people think of Graham Garrity and how highly in their esteem they hold him. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as we said, we, we wish him a speedy recovery and best wishes from all of us here at We Are Mead and all of our listeners as well. And just while we're on it, some sad news breaking there today as well. Um, a player that uh, uh, Graham would have played with, uh, Hank Trainer, his father, Henry Trainer, passed away and um, a, a stalwart of, of Simonstown down through the years. Um, obviously, his two sons, Clive and Hank, would have won a lot of underage uh, trophies with Simonstown. And of course, uh, Hank uh, went on to play for Mead and, and was wing half back on that 99 winning All-Ireland team that beat Cork. And uh, uh, just pers- from a personal point of view, Henry was a, an absolute gentleman and an, always had a big smile. And uh, we just want to send our condolences to the trainer family there in Blackcastle and Navin and um, RIP Henry Trainer, uh, great man. Uh, moving on, um, Davy. I suppose we, we need to look um, forward to next week and uh, Wicklow. We're, we were waiting for the result of Wicklow and Wexford, and Wicklow got the better of Wexford um, today on a scoring of two nine to eleven points. And this really was another game of two halves. Um, uh, looked er, early doors that Wexford might go on and win this game, but Wicklow with two goals from their captain Dean Healy and uh, corner forward Connor Byrne ended up stealing a victory there against Wexford and um, it's going to be Ockram for Meads, for, for, for the Mead football team, not for the Mead supporters, for the Mead football team next weekend. Yeah, Fortress Ockram and uh, always a difficult proposition going up there. I remember going up a couple of years ago when we narrowly beat them in the Leinster Championship. Kevin Riley scored that fluke goal that from about 100 yards out. but Kevin Riley still says he was going for that, so he does. <laughs> well, well, he actually, to be fair, he did it twice. He did one in um, in Roscommon then a year or two later, exactly yeah. the same. So, you know, maybe he does, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, get it as his claim to fame. But I suppose we have to be careful. Like Wicklow are definitely a team on the up, you know, got promotion from Division 4 this year. They've beaten Wexford now twice in the last two weeks, you know, both for promotion and now in the championship. Wexford will be sick of the sight of them. But to me, they're, they're, a, they're a team on the up. We played them five years ago in Navin in the first round, the Leinster, and they gave us an awful fright that day, Mickey. Um, I think it was an Andrew Tormey-inspired mead with one nine that got us over the line that day. And Wicklow were a lot less off maybe than they are now. And maybe it's fair to say we weren't probably the team we are now as well. So, But, but I do think there's we have to side in the air of caution as well because you, you look at Longford a couple of years ago as well Mick and that that's obviously still fresh in the memories too so um, I think it's a different proposition to what we've been playing in the last 10 or 12 games because we've been playing top teams so they're going to very much be out to yeah, a bit of a giant killing I won't say the same as what Cavan did to Monaghan this weekend, Mickey, but something similar. <laughs> yeah, well, the funny thing is, is that, you know, you, you look at the championship so far over the weekend and it's been absolutely brilliant because, you know, it, it, it's, it's knockout football. And we haven't yeah. experienced that since, what, 99? Or was it, yeah, it was 99 because it came in in 2000. Um, or was it 2001? What, what year did uh, Galway beat us in the All-Ireland Final? 2001, 2001 yeah. Well, that's the year it came in because it was the first year and Galway had lost in the um, in the Connacht Championship and went uh, went through the back door and obviously beat uh, Mead in the final. But it's, it's a completely different game. You know, there's so much more pressure on teams now. So, you know, um, the, this Mead team will have to expect an absolute storm 
from this Wicklow team because, you know, it's knockout football. And if you can just get your team right on the day, um, it's very easy to cause an upset. Yeah, especially with the home advantage. You know, I really think that's hugely important in championship football. Um, and probably in a, in a number of games, maybe the, the Cavan and Monaghan game was the exception, but you've probably seen how much it, it counts um, and the advantage for which it counts for. But uh, yeah, absolutely. And some of the players you've mentioned there already, Mickey, they're around a long time. The likes of Dean Healy, the captain, like he's, he's around the guts of 10 years now. You know, hugely influential player in midfield along with Rory Finn, Shawnee Furlong, you know, in the full forward line in that too. These are really well-respected players. And, and Jackson in the goals, for me, is probably one of the best keepers in the country, but maybe just doesn't get the recognition because he's playing with one of the so-called lesser teams. But I, I do think this is a game where Mead can, if they approach it in the right attitude and the right frame of mind, they can actually put down a bit of a marker and a statement here, Mickey, as well, um, by putting in a big performance and hopefully getting a win to match. Um, look, at you know yourself, championship is all about winning and then the performance comes after that. But I do think it's a good opportunity for us to probably mould the two together and, and set us on our way towards the semi-final, hopefully. It, it's a perfect opportunity to see the progress that the team have made because they're very hungry for Division One football. They're very hungry for that Leinster title and that Leinster final. Uh, and obviously, I, I don't mean like that they're guaranteed a place in the Leinster, but they're, they're just so hungry. This group of players, from from speaking to them, they want to be at the top table. So you know, teams that want to be at the top table know how to dismantle the the, the smaller minnows, for instance. That's what you'd call Wicklow when, when they're a Division Three team. Me, they're obviously Division Two now or whatever, but would have aspirations of playing in Division One again very soon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, we probably harp back to it a lot, Mickey, but the strength and depth, again, let's be honest about it, we would have a better panel of players than Wicklow. So should it come down to that and using X, Y and Z off the bench and using your five substitutes, you'd imagine that would probably stand to us if it is a tight game. And, and like you say, we'll probably be expecting that storm and it could come in the first 15 or 20 minutes. And it's about not panicking. You know, we've seen it for Mead in recent times, maybe slow starts and games. Not that we're asking for one of those. But yeah. in, in recent times against Dublin, against Monaghan, even going back towards the springtime, when we started the game slowly, the lads never panicked, you know, and they, they eventually found their way into the game and they've got their purple patch and they got on top. So I think it'll be more of the same. And um, look at Andy and the lads will have them really well prepared for what is coming. A lot of these guys will have played Wicklow, you know, de- probably 2015 is the nearest uh, time to it. And then the younger players will be will be well aware of what they're capable of. So um, it'll, it'll be a big test, but I, I think one that Mead, you know, will fancy and hopefully get over the line in. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, and uh, as long as they're focused and uh, they're ready to put in the shift, I'm sure um, the, the result will go the Mead footballer's way, but, you know, it's, uh, it's championship football and they have, to, they have to put their heads down. Um, moving on then, Davy, the Mead hurlers are out uh, next weekend as well on Saturday, and that's at 2pm in Dr. Cullen Park, and they're taking on Carlo, and it's a must-win game at this stage, Davy. It is, Mickey. Um, the way the results have gone, you know, uh, at the at the weekend as well. Carlo went up Tantrum and got a point. Um, and probably unlucky not to get all two. Uh, it was the last gasp goal from Antrim to rescue a draw for them there. So uh, those two are going well. Kerry or two from two did the demolition job on Westmead um, yesterday as well, Mickey. So the, look at from from that side. I think the, the extra week off will probably have done Nick Weir and the lads the world of good. Hopefully, just reassess, regroup, and maybe get two weeks solid training in it as well because 
who knows that Kerry game down there might have just came a little bit too soon for Mead, particularly yeah. not having the game under your belt. Like we've we've spoken about it now for a couple of weeks, but Kerry got the league final. They played against Mead, and now they're after getting the win. When you're winning, you don't mind playing as much week in week out. But when you lose a game, you nearly kind of. I think a lot of it, you, you nearly need two weeks to recover and get yourself right. So hopefully the likes of Adam Gannon, Alan Douglas, Damien Healy, they all missed the first game. They'll be back and you'd imagine they'd add significant firepower to that Mead attack, which to be honest with you, looking at, at it the last day was probably missing a little bit of that. So fingers crossed they can go down there and make a decent account of themselves. But again, tough away game going out to Carlo. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, before we move on to the managerial merry-go-round, just to let our listeners know, this week on our Patreon service, we will have a review of the ladies' football and commogues. Uh, that will be a single podcast that we'll do both of them in. Uh, as we said, we've got interviews with Nikki Wall and um, Amy Gaffney from the commogues. We will be doing uh, on Tushkart in the regional championship uh, this week. So uh, on Tushkart is made up by Kilmaine Modrum, Condrath, Meath Hill, Rinaldi and St. Michael's. So that regional championship team will be going out this week as well. And we will be previewing the Mead versus Wicklow um, game next Sunday in Ockram in more detail on our Patreon service. So um, looking forward to doing those podcasts. Davy, the managerial go around, merry-go-round is uh, go-around. The mer- managerial merry-go-round, merry-go-round, oh, Jesus, I can't even say it now. Managerial, <laughs> managerial merry-go-round is in full swing at the moment, so it is. And I see my own club, Simonstown, we talked about it last week. They've um, put out the call to any uh, aspiring managers who would like to take them over after the after Des Lane um, vacated the position. Um, we've heard of a few more clubs as well that have uh, managers um, that, uh, that have... Uh, uh, disappeared. What, what's the word? Uh, managers that have... Um, what is it what I'm trying to say? I vacated their roles, sir. Managers that have parted managers that have parted company with the oh. clubs. Uh, so we've heard a few of them, Davy. We have indeed, Mick, yeah. And uh, obviously last week was the was the first we mentioned about Rusty Tiernan not just leaving Castledown, but going and meeting Sedultons and uh, that actually didn't materialise. I believe the official word from Sedultons was they were confident in probably getting it over the line. But in the last few days it's uh, uh, materialised that Rusty has uh, returned to Kilmainham for a second stint there. And I suppose the big news coming out of that is that Martin McGovern um, has parted ways with uh, Kilmainham after their incredible year that seen them reach a semi-final in the Intermediate Championship. So Rusty, um, having met St. Alton's, having spoke to Drumbarra as well, um, has chosen Kilmainham, his, uh, his beloved Kilmainham, um, for, a, for a second stint there and um, it'll be very interesting to see the way it goes you often hear never to go back in, in football or in GA and you know so often it's proven to be the case but he, he did do an excellent job when he was there first time round Martin McGovern continued that and you know did an incredibly good job this year so I mean what like what what is progress for Kilmain like how do Kilmainham go about uh, building on what they've already achieved this year to me that's the biggest uh, question or conundrum that's going to be facing Rusty next year. Yeah, it really is. What we what we are hearing as well, um, depending on how Mickey Newman's uh, uh, operation goes, but like he'll more than likely be with the club for the full year next year, and uh, you know that would be a great inspiration for the club and for the players around him. But it's going to be very hard to top this year. Um, 
getting to uh, an intermediate semi-final. Maybe, maybe you know, they, they, they feel like they've unfinished business with the way they, that the championship finished against Trim in that semi-final. Yeah, maybe they do. But to me, regardless of what they did, they could have done things better. Let's, you know, I think, I think Martin and the lads will be the first to admit that. But would it have made any difference to the end result? Absolutely yeah. not. You know, it wouldn't have. It wasn't a one or two point game. They lost by, I think, nearly 20 points. So yeah. you couldn't point to anything and say, you know, you just have to hold your hands up, say the best team won on the day. We had a magnificent run, got through a group that we were favourites to finish bottom of. Probably were the favourites to be relegated from the Intermediate Championship before a ball was even kick-making. You know, let's, along with maybe Myla, they would have been the two teams that would have stood out. Kilmainham didn't win a game in the Championship last year. So the, the progress and what they've done this year has been, you know, staggering. Uh, and, and Rusty will be well aware, you know, he, he had a d- difficult enough year in the Intermediate Championship himself. He was in that group with Kilmainham. Um, and had a really tough time with Castletown. So he'll want to try and keep that upward curve going with Kilmainham, but it won't be easy. No, it definitely won't. Um, but we wish him the very best of luck. Any other uh, teams? Did you hear about any other vacancies in other clubs? Or No, I actually didn't. Uh, Boards Mill, sorry. Boards Mill are looking for a manager. And uh, the murmurs or the rumours out there is that... Uh, our former manager, Anthony Monaghan, is actually a favourite to get the role there. Um, had an interesting text during the week from a boards mill man, Keen Royston, um, about Anthony. So, look, at, uh, as I said before, I think Anthony's a great lad. And if he does go to boards mill, we wish him the best of luck, albeit not if it's against us next year either. But uh, that would be an interesting one. So, at the moment, Trim and Castletown haven't filled their positions yet. Haven't heard, Mickey. Um, there was a lot of talk, and I think they have met a number of parties, but so far there's no white smoke on either of those fronts. Yeah, we'll keep our listeners uh, up to date on that when we do hear um, of the, the the new managers in the new in the different clubs uh, over the next few weeks. So stay tuned to our podcast next weekend on We Are Mead. Davey, we're going to move on now to Instagram Interactive, and you have had a few messages in, I believe. Yeah, the first one is from Brendan Keegan. and this is something that we normally probably hold for the Patreon podcast with the Mead preview. He wants to know our possible starting 15 for the Mead seniors next week, so we'll probably put that into the preview if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, next one is from Peter Duffy, and he says, best Halloween costume. Your kids actually uh, had, had great ones on, Mickey. Yeah, look, absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, they, they had brilliant ones on. And that was only their first costume of the day. There was a costume <laughs> change around lunchtime where we had to make them a little bit more scary. And uh, we did a bit of face painting and stuff. Um, and I had a, a little pink bat. I had uh, a skeleton and a ghost. So, And obviously we had the pink flamingo, we had the alien, and we had the <laughs> unicorn in the morning. So, yeah, um, yeah I'd, I, I, I'd, I'd have to say my kids probably had the best uh, Halloween costumes. Yeah, uh, Maura Higgins had a good one on her as well, but uh, maybe <laughs> we won't go into that one in too much detail. <laughs> People yeah. know from themselves. I'd say that's you what could, Pete was trying to get from me as well. <laughs> you, you could you could send that on to me, uh, Davey, when you do get it in private <laughs> message. Sure. Um, next one is from Jelly, and he says, Mickey Graham sending Mickey Brennan to Clamy with the boots instead of Clonus. <laughs> 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 uh, look, um, it's funny because we were we were we were talking last week um, as we were making our way to, uh, sorry, two weeks ago when we were making our way to the Kildare match, and there was a lot of teams that 
had a lot of close contacts with COVID and stuff, and mm. depleted and stuff. And I said, as we were walking down, Jesus, if it gets any worse with the cabin camp, I'll have to bring me boots, Damien. And Damien says, no, it'll never get that bad. Mickey, again. <laughs> again, sadly, but uh, yeah. yeah, look at great, great way. And in fairness, you'd, you'd have to be pleased for Mickey Graham. I think he's come in for a lot of stick. He came in for a lot of stick during the game as well. Um, but he had the last laugh in the end and, you know, yeah, it was, but it was just, wasn't it just brilliant? It was just championship football. And like, you look at the score that was put up, 215 to 117 in the mm. middle of October, uh, yeah. or towards the end of October. And it was just, you know, it was just fantastic. It was a great game, great excitement. And uh, well done to Raymond Galligan for kicking that 65-yard free. Absolutely brilliant. Well, 55, but look at it. It'll probably be, it'll grow by the day, I think, now at this stage. So, <laughs> so you're saying 65 will be 70 tomorrow. Um, Tom O'Connor is next, and he says, how come David didn't go to Kerry for the Camogie game? And there's there's probably two answers to this question, Mickey. One is probably that I'm banned from Kerry, and two is that oh. I'm probably... Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. When you said there was two reasons, I was going to mention two names, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, two. Um, uh, and, and two, I would have said that I'd probably be too much of a distraction if I did go. So, yeah. Right, right, right. You'd be too much of a, a distraction. Um, that's yeah. uh, that's 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 uh, you have a high opinion of yourself there, did he? Pro- but, uh, probably, probably asking the management different questions of that, maybe if the game was on and stuff, you know. Well, well absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, um, that's 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 fine, continue. So, that's your reason for not going down. And, and, and the funny thing is, is that with, like with your hurling um connections now, Glen Vey being the, the, the sponsors of the lead hurlers and the whole lot, like it. You know, you really do seem to be taking on the role of 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 both hurling and camogie um, expertise. Um, you're yeah, really getting. I, I I think I'd like to think of myself as the ombudsman of of hurling in in County Mead now at the minute, Mickey. So, yeah. um, look, I I'm delighted that I've uh, broadened my wealth of knowledge. I think in terms of hurling, to be honest with you, was a fairly yeah, and, and that could only hurling. it could only get better. You know, that's that's the hurling. But what about the camogie? What would you call Likewise. it? Likewise. <laughs> um, next one is from Flash, and it's another one. It's another one from myself. Uh, he says Davy Rispin's love of Lynchy been replaced by Jordy Morris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I, I, I have to say, like during the year, during this year, uh, and actually during last year, you did have a fondness for both Jordy Morris and Aaron Lynch, but more so maybe for Aaron Lynch. And, uh, you know, he's a quality, quality footballer, but Jordy, Jordy Morris, the, his performances the last two times coming on as a sub, and uh, he, he's just been phenomenal. And, and, and he's probably your new man crush, is he? Uh, look, at the, I, I like the two of them because, in fairness, there were the two-man two full forward line for the mid under 20s Very similar type players. And I think, in general, Mickey, all joking aside, like, Mead supporters can really look forward to seeing them probably and hopefully leading us in in the next 10 years like they're, they're only 20 years of age for god's sake like they have such a future ahead of them we've already seen it from Jordy. i think we're going to see it sooner rather than later with lynchy as well so um it's great to have this i suppose talent emerging in the county it's it's great to see yeah absolutely and long may it continue let's hope there's a conveyor belt yeah sure uh craig craig dj manning says not getting in the tara team uh, sorry, not getting in nets for the Tara team. And I says the reason he didn't get in was because he said nets. Not getting in nets. You know, that I hate that. I hate that word. Yeah. It's uh, that, that, that you're in nets in a soccer game. You're in goals yeah. for, for Gaelic. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Yeah, he, he's not being picked. That's it. The Balnebracki lads looking to stir the, stir the pot again. Uh, oh, they're back. They are. Uh, Simon the Bracks, Finn. The Bracks are back, huh? The Bracks are back again. Uh, Brendan Murphy fed up of coaching a ball bottlers. Ouch, ouch. Um, yeah, not not getting involved in that one, so I'm not. No, likewise. Um, Alex Williams says, James and Johnny Lynch trick-or-treating around Minolte last night. <laughs> um, just to let them know that uh, Halloween was cancelled. Mihal Martin said there'd be no trick-or-treating this year, so uh, disappointed to hear the lads broke the, the restrictions. They wouldn't be the first not to listen to something that Michal Martin says, Mickey. That won't be the last. <laughs> um, Reese McGuire is next, and he says, Paddy Tobin buying sparklers thinking they were rockets. <laughs> <laughs> We've all fell for that one at one stage in our lives, so yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, Ronan Brady's next, and he said, Sean Brennan's still waiting on the phone call. From, from Andy, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. What do you say to that one, Davey? Just is, is Andy. Andy. Andy's not a big phone man. Like he doesn't like the phone to being on the phone. So uh, we had a good chat with him though last weekend. On it, to be fair, but yeah, well, we did. But like that's what I'm saying. He just he doesn't like doing the phone too often. Maybe he sent a a, a homing pigeon with the letter. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be fair, I take the likes of. Um, Sean and also Dean Pluck and lads like that. Yeah, you're probably looking at the start of next year at this stage. Like he has his two goalkeepers picked. He's not going to deviate away from them now, and you wouldn't expect him to like what less than a week out before first round of the championship. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. No, um, they are players to look forward to um, uh, coming into the meet setup in in the next uh, wee while. Matty Rickard says Connor Kearney still not in with the county hurlers. Uh, travesty an absolute travesty Davey what's your opinion on it yeah I think he's a talented player you know Mickey and there's no doubt that he's probably put forward his credentials but um, again probably similar to that what we said with Andy Nick has yeah. picked his uh, picked his men and he's happy enough to stick by them but it's probably uh, it is probably one that's got away alright next up Next up is from Jack Walsh, and he says, Oh, Matney's footballers get new sets of teeth over in Turkey. <laughs> What's that about? Uh, Jack Walsh. Is Jack Walsh not a Navin and Matney's man? He is. He, oh, he is. Yeah, <laughs> he's, so, ob- he's obviously jealous, maybe, of them. He's, he's, he's hammering it into his own men. Um, and, and, and he's a big lump, so he is, Jack. Um, he is. I wouldn't like to come near him with a stick in his hand, uh, a hurling stick. Um, now, I've heard of a few lads around Navin going over to get their teeth done in, in Turkey in the last number Jeez. of months. We'd say just before the last lockdown, I knew of about three lads, a couple of them would have played soccer and stuff, but I didn't hear of any of the Navin and Matney's lads. I'll have to do a bit of fishing on that. Now. That's an interesting we, one. We, we, we'll know when they go out to play football next year. In <laughs> yeah. They'll be like Roberto Firmino, you know, that plays for Liverpool with the big, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be like watching, watching Wallace and Gromit playing football. <laughs> next one is from Owen Dalton and he says Balnebracki lads to be involved in the senior panel this year Jesus yeah uh, I, this year now yeah that's what I'm saying it'd be a bit is he saying that there is or is he saying that there should be 
I think he it's did, like Balnebracki have had a great year and there are some quality, quality footballers on the Balnebracki team. I just don't know if any of them would be ready to go in now because they, they wouldn't have done the county pre-season training, like, you know. Mm, so. and they probably need to sober up as well, I'd say. Well, there's that as well, yeah, yeah. It could be, it could be January before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, Evan Connor is next and he said, serious panel could be put together for the Mead Juniors next year. He's obviously looking for a place on it too, by the sense. <laughs> well, it'll be a serious panel if he makes it so well. Um, but look, there will. Um, you know, you look you look at what's available uh, for that Mead junior team. Um, uh, all the teams, the 20 teams in intermediate, and a lot of them are, you know, a lot of them would hold their own in senior, I would say. So mm. there is a lot of good players to be to be had for that junior team next year. Yeah, and, and I suppose the Balnebracki lads could actually play because you're now play your first yeah. year at senior football, so they, yeah. they would have a number of lads involved, I'm sure. Um, Jack Blake says, Oren Mulvaney, a doubt for Oldcastle next season due to woman commitments. And I suppose, Mickey, it is that time of year when, you know, these things happen and um, geez, he'd be a big loss for Oldcastle if that's the case. Any advice for him? Um, it's a big commitment, so it is. Um, Davy, like you know, I, I I'm I'd be worrying for you now at this stage because yeah. you know, uh, you know that I I think you're doing groundwork and stuff at the moment, and you're looking for foundations to be built, um, uh, fairly soon. And if that happens, what would happen to the We Are Me podcast? Because you'd have commitments to a woman then on a Sunday evening, Davy Rispin, and on a Mickey, Monday, and on a Tuesday. What would happen? Let, let me assure you, Mickey, there's two things that won't be replaced, and that's number one is Cortown, and number two is We Are Mead. Don't you worry, I, I will not let you down. There will um, be a prenup, a prenup signed with any woman that, you know, these days are dedicated to Cortown and We Are Mead. Yeah, might, might squeeze her in maybe on a Wednesday, but yeah, that's even debatable at this stage. Um, yeah. Brian Flynn asking a football-related question. He says, any updates what? on the injury? Yeah, any updates on the injuries for the footballers? Um, and I suppose Andy did give us a, an update last week. I think Porrick Harnham was to be back training this week, which would be great. Um, Killian O'Sullivan was a concussion, which, yeah. again, I think it's a week, isn't it, Mickey? The protocol's there. So yeah. You'd hope that he'd be up for selection again come next weekend. And Keane McBride, I think they were a little bit more uncertain on what the extent of that fracture to the to the foot is. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Harman back training this week. Do you give him the game time against Wicklow, um, or oh, do you hold out um, and hopefully get the result against Wicklow? And then you know you'd more than likely be facing Kildare in the Leinster semi final. Would he need the game time before then? That's the thing. If you were to get over Wicklow, though, yeah, that's a good question. I I would suggest if he doesn't start, he would definitely be included amongst the substitutes and. Uh, Please God would get to play a part 15 or 20 minutes, but with the view to maybe him coming into the starting 15, who knows, against uh, Kildare then in a fortnight's time after that. Because he's the type of guy, Mickey, who, who would keep himself fairly right anyway. And it is a shoulder problem, so I'm sure he's been doing plenty of running and all of that. It's probably just the, the match, match after, as you says, that he's maybe missing. It's a tough one as well, because we've had a few new players come into the team. Like last year, we thought, wow, what a defence we have. And we've had a few new guys come in this this year, um, uh, Clark and uh, oh, Toner and Hickey, Toner, and Harkin, yeah. Toner and Hickey and Harkin. 
And, you know, they've all added strength to that, uh, uh, that end of the field. Okay, you're missing Shane Gallagher and who, there's somebody else injured from the defenders as well, I think, on long-term uh, injury. Oh, well, it's Harman. But, you know, it's, it's just added strength to, to the defence, Davey. Absolutely, Mickey. Yeah, and another question that somebody wants to know is, uh, let me just try and find it here now. I've actually lost it, God almighty. Um, problems with Instagram, Mickey. Oh no, your uh, your your oh, wife. Here is. Oh, it, it, it's Brian Flynn again, actually, uh, and he he asked who will be between the posts come Sunday. And before I get your opinion on this, I've actually ran a poll on our Instagram just to see what our listeners actually thought and who would get the nod in that position. Um, and I can tell you right now that Andy Colgan has 66% of the vote and Marky Brennan has 34%. So of the We Are Mead listeners, 138 think it should be Colgan, 70 think it should be Marcus Brennan getting the nod. Yeah, it's look, Colgan made a couple of great saves last week and like, okay, and the goal came directly from a kickout. I wouldn't say it was his fault as such, but, um, you know, I suppose like goalkeepers have to be allowed. Goalkeepers have to be allowed to make a mistake. But the funny thing is, is that when goalkeepers do make mistakes, mm. that they get absolutely hammered for it because a, a goalkeeping mistake can cost you three points um, usually. But it's just it's a hard one to call at the moment. Um, yeah, I, look, I, I do think Colgan needs to be back in nets anyway um, for for this week, and and, and that's no slight on Marky Brennan either. No, I, I'd go along with that too. I thought Andy Colgan was really, really good against Monaghan. Kickouts were excellent. And as you say, he made those couple of saves too. So I just think it, it probably, we need a little bit of stability because we have been chopping and changing in that position for a number of years now. And yeah. uh, if it's going to be Andy, then you just stick by him, you know, and that he's number one and that's it until such a time as he gets injured or he gets suspended or whatever. And then Marcus comes in. Um, and like Marcus Brennan is the type of fella, you know, Mickey, that, like, if he's not playing, he'd be excellent for the number one, you know, and he, he wouldn't take that personally whatsoever. He'd just get on with it and, you know, put a shoulder to the wheel, I suppose, and try and motivate Andy in whatever way he needs. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, um, more than likely, uh, it will be Andy Colgan. Um, although when we're doing our preview on the Patreon service, we will try to go through the team, as we said already but uh, it's always so hard to try and pick the team uh, Andy McIntyre just pulls stuff uh, pulls these surprises week on week with us do, do you ever think he listens to our, us picking our teams and says geez I'm going to just pick a different team now just so the lads are never right well I'd say he probably do you know what he probably does but he probably does it in a clever way he probably thinks do you know what Wicklow will be listening to that podcast and they'll think that that's the team I'm going to go with well, I'll tell you what, that's not the team that I'm going to go with, so it's not. But, uh, yeah, no, it is uh, it is interesting. But, look, it just shows you the strength and depth that we have and the quality that we have on the, the panel that it's so hard to pick uh, a starting 15 week on week. Mm, absolutely. That's all from Insta. That's all from Instagram. Anything else for the podcast then this evening, uh, Davey? No, nothing else I could think of offhand. Obviously... Uh, we've joined a new uh, fantasy league, Mickey, to keep us yes. occupied throughout the Intercounty Championship. And we don't have an update on at this stage, but by next week we should have a, a decent idea of where we're going. And 
uh, are we in the second bottom or last sheet of the pages of the table? Yeah, well, look, I just I just want to hold up my hand and uh, say that number one, it's for a great cause. Uh, all of the, the the all of the profits are going back into underage um, uh, football in Ireland, um, uh, so they are. So it, it's it, it's a great um, fundraiser. Number two, I didn't even look at the rules of it. I just looked and saw that you were allowed to pick two players from each county. I thought you were only allowed to have two transfers for the whole season, but you can have a number of transfers on a weekly basis. So I don't think I may have... I, I think I may have missed out on a few points this week because a lot of my teams don't play until next week. Did you know it was that, Davey? I did, but Mickey, then like you're in a decent position, whereas somebody who picked... Like four lads this weekend who are gone from the championship. Now they can only switch out two. Like, for example, I had two Monaghan players of mine. I had Conor McManus and Rory Began who are both gone now. So my two transfers are going to be taken up on them too. Do you know what no, I mean? No, I think, I think, do you not have, uh, oh, is it two this week, three the following two. week, four yeah. and five then? Is yeah. it? Uh, yeah. Okay, right. So I could have, yeah, yeah. So I've got my full... Jeez, I'll have to go back. So don't, don't be making excuses just yet, Mickey. Maybe I'll have to go week. back and look at my team and see if I lost anybody this week. I don't think I had any. I think I may have had one Monaghan player in it um, originally. But um, yeah, so anybody out there, get on to it. It's Fantasy Gaelic Football, isn't it? Or Fantasy Football GA. Yeah. Um, yeah. And get on to it. And it's a bit of crack. There is a We Are Mead League in it. I think Tom O'Connor set that one up, didn't he? He did. He did indeed. So we want to thank Tom for doing that and uh, for including, in the, including us in it. But uh, that's all from this episode of the We Are Mead podcast. Remember, We Are Mead, why it matters more.